Outcast 2022 year in review. Do I have a fanfare button? Where is our waiter? Eh, good enough. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your buddy and your pal, Ouch. And today's episode is pretty much the only tradition I have anymore. The end of the year wrap up, self inventory, plans for the future, all wrapped into one bitchathon session and then thrown upon to the masses where it lays on the pavement like a newspaper after the newsstand gets hit by a rocket launcher. The one thing I will say is that 2022 seems to have gone quite a bit faster, solely because normal life came back, kinda? I can tell you for a fact, I have some lingering side effects that have nothing to do with my sense of taste. But you have to think about silver linings. There's no way you can get COVID if you don't leave your house. Granted, I walked a fine line on that this year, even on that front, but we'll get there. So let's start with how 2022 was. Now, I know the joke has been, oh, 2020 was the worst year ever. I gotta say, 22 was my roughest year to date. And forget the constant negatives I deal with all the time. The depression, the loneliness, the constant rage and yelling at my phone whenever any relationship posts pop up out of nowhere. Picking pumpkins with my love! Go fuck yourself. My phone has absorbed such pure hatred, Google will actually stop listening in for a couple of minutes. It's like, he, he needs some away time right now. But the big stuff of the year was also new stuff. For example, the first quarter or so of the year, I had to deal with giving deposition for a court case I was involved in at work. Now, in case you don't know, I am a worrier. Just a nervous bundle of anxiety in a fat body. And the notice that I got it had such a gap to the time between getting the letter and actually going to it. Oh, it was killer. I got the letter through work in February and the meeting for the deposition was in April. So that's a solid two months of me thinking I'm going to get grilled and raked over hot coals, thinking I was in trouble with my big bosses who barely mentioned it and nearly worrying over losing my job because of it. That is a chunk of stress that you can't get rid of until it's over. No amount of alcohol or other things is going to cure that. But long story short, our lawyer said I did fine, and if everything goes to plan, I'll never hear from him again. And trust me, I check that store email almost every day just to make sure. And I'm pretty sure the case had to have been dismissed. I'm guessing due to the incident being over two years old and the fact that due diligence was being done. You know, you gotta take some personal responsibility sometime. When you wear Crocs into public, whatever happens is on you. Then, on the lighter side of the bad side, I got stabbed. 
Legit. Knife in hand, blood everywhere, that kind of stabbing. And it is now the joke of the house now. So I'm eating dinner on a Sunday in the summer at home. It was some, you know, turkey, sausage, and spaghetti. Not bad. The thing about this sausage is it has a particularly tough casing. So my dad is cutting his piece. You know, it gets wibbly and wobbly. It jumps off of the plate. And we both go to stop it from rolling off the table. Except he still had the knife in his hand. So stabby stabby happens. And I'm immediately bleeding like a stuck pig who's late for a meeting. It, it was really bad. There was a lot of blood. So we're getting ready to go to the hospital. But my dad is struggling to find my wallet with my health insurance in it. You know, I'm standing over the kitchen sink, ice and paper towels on the wound, yelling upstairs, my, my wallet's on the white rack next to my bed. The next thing I know, I'm on the kitchen floor, I'm woozy as all hell, and my mom is calling 911. I had passed out completely, and I don't remember falling at all. And unfortunately, no one was in the kitchen keeping the eye on the person who was bleeding, but not by his own choice. So now, not only are we worried about the stab wound if it hit an artery or something, now we're worried I banged my head on the oven on the way down and I might have a concussion. Luckily enough, one of our neighbors up the street was a paramedic and just like walked down. And literally by the time the ambulance got there, the bleeding already stopped. Granted, the paramedics actually said, yeah, we're not so much worried about the wound as we are the concussion. <laughs> I mean, if they were there about five minutes faster, they probably would be, but besides the point. You know, my family blood has so much clotting power, my superpower is just worrying everyone. And as far as we could tell, I didn't have a headache or anything, I could still remember everything else. So we were pretty much clear on the concussion part. I think from the angle I fell, my shoulders took all the bumps falling down and rotated me on the way so my head didn't take any kind of damage. You could even see how much I moved the oven from the rust marks on the floor. So just by some weird stroke of luck, no stitches, no hospital stay, no concussion or anything. Nowadays, it's become the family joke, right? You know, every time we have the sharp knives out, I slide a couple of inches away from dad. It's what families do. And I always remember, while we were putting the bandage over my new stab wound, my dad was like asking for a ruler. It's like, what the hell are you gonna do with a ruler? He was measuring the length of the wound compared to how far down the knife it went to get to that length. And it was damn near three quarters to an inch down the blade. Again, not fun at the time, but it has become the family's new inside joke. Now, in something way more painful than being stabbed, my podcast never really took off this year. I know people say it's a time thing, it's an audience thing. I think my views are a little bit different than everyone else's. I'm starting to think podcasting is my form of trying to get attention, 
it's very immature, no one pays any attention to me, and I get mopey about it and I go watch cartoons. And I honestly feel like I did everything I could without resorting to like pay for play or any kind of marketing deals or anything like that, especially as a beginner and or independent podcaster. If you follow me on virtually any of my social media, at Just Ouch, capital J-U-S-T, capital A-E-W-C-H, I would always post the link to the newest episode, have it pinned on the profile, use whatever hashtags I could, the whole deal. And even when I would post it just to my personal Facebook, where, in theory, most of the people who I know in real life would see it. And yet... Most of the episodes would get anywhere from uh, two to seven plays, and that's being me being generous. And even worse, no one would say anything about the episodes either. Listens are one thing, but people liking it is way more important to me. I have only ever had one person actually say, Ouch, I want to shake your hand for you have an excellent podcast. Everything else is usually just... And even kickboxing really didn't do too much for me this year. There's a bit of diminishing returns, especially when you've been doing something for 10 years and there's only eight limbs you can throw or teach the same beginner combos over and over again to a rotating crop of newbies, and you don't really have any interest in fighting for sport. I think that's why I don't necessarily thrive in the coach role, because I really didn't get into it to help others. Yeah, I'm a bad person, y'all should know this by now. Don't get me wrong, I can teach anybody, but there's a point in time where after the fourth time of you doing something wrong and we've been over this drill for as long as you've been coming here, I don't have the patience or the responsibility, quite frankly, to try and help you anymore. I honestly got into martial arts for two reasons, because it seemed more interesting to talk about than video games all the time. As it turns out, it's even more obscure than video games. And so my heart doesn't explode when I turn 35, and I got about a year on that claim left. On the days I actually get to move and sweat it out a bit, I actually feel really good, but it's 50-50 on those odds due to attendance or otherwise. But there were things that ended up positive for this year. Not a lot, but a few things. The biggest thing for this year for me is the jump in writing I've done. Alongside being featured in Read Only Magazine, go get yourself a free digital issue at readonlymagazine.com, I joined the Boss Rush Network as an associate contributing writer. It's pretty independent right now, and it's an all-volunteer position, but outlets are outlets no matter the monetary situation. They deal with a lot of video game stuff, but are slowly branching out to more entertainment-related fields, like show reviews and things like that. 
If I ever get enough time to watch an entire series of anything, it's nice to know I have a place where I can throw up a review for it and it can get some eyeballs on it. Not a lot of eyeballs, but some eyeballs. Quit saying eyeballs. Check out bossrush.net and give it a look-see. And I guess this is a cool little story from this year. Sometime in October, I discovered a little coffee shop in my area. It's a little bit out of the way, but I can still get to it. Through a sponsored post on Instagram, I find out they have an open mic night where you can just kind of do whatever you want. And somehow, the little bug in my head says, why not try and do stand-up? So I go to the place after work, I accidentally interrupt their lunch break, and I sign up for it. And then I realize, ooh, I actually don't have any jokes prepared, which I kind of need in about 24 hours. And for some reason, my mind goes blank about what to write about. So I dig out these two books I've had for years, one about stand-up and one about comedy writing. I skim through those books like a test I forgot to study for, and I get some half-assed material done. And to be fair, one book is about 20 years old, and the other is 30 years old. Not the timeliest of advice, but some kind of set list is better than nothing. I get to the place, and it's themed more towards rock and roll and music performances, so the comedy guy can get a pass. I perform, I had like eight minutes tops, none of it that great, but the mini crowd was nice about it, and I can say I did it. Now, the only thing is, I honestly didn't get that live performance rush that comedians always talk about. Now granted, I didn't tell any of my friends about it. It was truly me alone trying to make complete strangers laugh. So maybe there is a lack of personal connection to the activity itself. And it might even be a generational thing, but I can practically do the same thing on this podcast, talk about what I want to talk about, and in theory, it goes out to the audience who wants to hear about it. So, it's a maybe if I do it again, but it's something I can say I did. So, that was 2022 for me in one hell of a nutshell. But let's get over what everyone wants to hear. Podcast stats and numbers! Everybody! Overall, 2022 was the biggest output of episodes I've ever done in any iteration of the show ever, pretty much doubling 2021's episodes. This year, we had 42 episodes in total, with 11 What You Been Playin's, 15 What You Been Watchin's, 8 Q&Ouches, ouches, 5 Fight Talks, 1 Regular Ouchcast, and one creative writing project that didn't stick. The most popular episode of the year, surprisingly enough, was what you've been playing Forza Horizon 5 with 17 plays. I just gotta assume car culture is huge somehow. I'm not a Top Gear guy myself, but I know it's a thing. Yes, I think that's weird to me, but 
I think it blends in with my audience part, as my top four geographic locations of listeners were the US of A, Egypt, the UK, and Saudi Arabia. In case you are connect wondering, yeah, the world is connected now. We are all one. And in the most popular day I had, in a weird stat, but I thought it was notable, was July 31st with 33 plays in one day on my stuff. Uh, that one, I am assuming someone just got lost on their iPhone and couldn't figure out how to get out of Apple Podcasts or whatever. Honestly, a decent year for a decent push of a partial hobby. So, we have put a pin in the year of our Lord Pandemic 2022, talking about what happened and the failure of the algorithm and my non-success. But let us look forward to the future, or at the very least, our attempted goals we can aim for in 2023. First and foremost, the main goal for next year is getting through the backlog in both gaming and the DVD shelf. When you have two big bookcases with a decided lack of books, that's a lot of stuff you gotta carry with you. Fortunately, I'm in the twilight of being a contemporary gamer with honestly no real plans to upgrade to any ne anything next gen, just because it would become a slippery slope of new game system, new TV, new couch, new chair. It's a lot of money that I don't want to spend. So with a chunk of games and movies to go through already, that should clear up some shelves and get a chunk of change in my pocket. In between all the series I have on DVD, like Family Guy, The Simpsons, Mystery Science Theater, UFC Fight Pass, Rift Tracks. There is no shortage of material to cover. And with going through all this media, more than likely, there will be reviews possible. Y you can say it's kind of habit now to see oddball movies and whatnot and somehow not mention the weirdness to anyone else. So there will still be some kind of coverage. However, the release mechanism of the podcast will probably be scaled back. The weekly grind of a podcast release schedule is what causes a whole lot of burnout, even if it's my stupid 10-minute episodes. Because what people don't see, especially as a solo podcaster, I have to write out everything you're hearing, including this episode you're listening to. Find time and space to record everything. Cut everything up in editing. Possibly add in wacky references. We live in an actual nightmare! Make up material for the descriptions, episode art, releasing it. It's a lot of stuff to do in the span of one week. So the plan is to have one big episode at the end and or beginning of the month that acts as a catch-all for everything I've been watching, playing, and in between. 12 episodes in a year, it seems like it's going to be a whole lot more manageable. Now, you might be saying to yourself, gee, ouch, one episode a month, that's a lot of downtime. Where can I get my fix of your ridiculous nonsense? Well, that's where having the same name all over social media gets handy. 
So if you look me up over on TikTok, you'll see what little effort I put into my TikTok. Since short form entertainment has even less rules than podcasting, all I've been doing is just take the like card games for parties and I play them in short bursts. One is just basically like who would win in a fight scenario. And the other one is, you know, that age old go-to question, who should get run over by a trolley? I think the main thing is if you give people a choice, they'll take a side. I mean, all it takes for a cheap pop is one screen press and I get my dopamine fix on something that took all of 30 seconds to make and or do. And strangely enough, certain ones will pull in the numbers. I somehow have two vids like that with over 10,000 views each, and I have no idea why. I'll throw up a personal thing or a joke bit every now and again, but it's mostly card games. Check it out on TikTok at JustOuch, and I'll try to keep up on it. And I think the biggest thing for me is to just keep writing. Keeping up with Boss Rush and Read Only Magazine. I've always been told I'm a good writer, and I'm only now starting to believe it. I'm good in short form more than anything, and honestly, I can only really talk about video games and kicking people's asses, but content is content. Honestly, I'm starting to do it out of the passion for the hobbies, and just because development deals for podcasters just aren't around yet. So if anything, keep on me about seeing new written pieces. It's easy to an extent, and I don't have to leave my house to do it. Well, that about does it for the Ouchcast 2022 year in review and state of the pod, so to speak. I know this will actually be quite the hearty episode, and that's just me looking at the word count. If I may get extremely melodramatic and sappy for a moment. If you've made it to the end of the show, I want to thank you from the bottom of the stone known as my heart. The podcast has basically become my outlet. What I do for a little bit of attention, trying to entertain people. It's a complex explanation of my psyche, but it's a place where I can let my thoughts out or loose or anything. Because there are days when... I don't feel like writing. Like, I don't want to try to come up with material. I mean, hell, there are days where I can barely find a reason to get out of bed at all. And no, going to work doesn't count. It's got to be for your mind, you know? So if you've ever listened to any of my episodes, or watched a movie I've talked about, or played a game because I reviewed it, honestly, thank you. I know it's just little things, but those mean a lot to a social outcast who still hasn't found a place in the world. So thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Keep your ears open. The Ouchcast will be back real soon. Well, that'll about do it for this time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ouchcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JustOuch, capital J-U-S-T, capital A-E-W-C-H. 
or send an email to ouch64 at gmail.com. And if you really want to show your appreciation, consider a monthly donation to this little old podcaster. Click on the link in the episode description to find out more. Until next time, everybody, you'll hear from me soon enough. Bye-bye.